0: The astrophysicist Carl Sagan said there are many hypotheses in science which are wrong. And that's perfectly all right because it's the aperture to finding out what is right. Science is a self-correcting process. When Dr. John Sheehy came to Erie in 1995, something was going wrong. He wanted to find that aperture and correct it.
1: Erie was trying out what they called a new plant type. And there'd been a lot of publicity surrounding the new plant type. The new plant type was supposed to deliver five tonnes more than the existing Indicas. It was going to take the maximum yield you could achieve in the Indicas, which was about 10 tonnes, to 15 tonnes. And they'd made lots of bold claims about it, uh, but it wasn't working out. And um, I, I sat down and thought about it, and so I set about running some experiments to take the yields of indica rice and the new plant type to, them, to their limit. I came across two big problems. Um, the first was that when I could get the new plant type, persuade the new plant type um, to do its thing and grow well, its yield, its maximum yield was just about ex- exactly the same as the indica rice, the traditional indica rice. They were both about the same. Another problem um, uh, arose, and that was to do with pests. The the new plant type had very thick stems, it was very sturdy, very thick tiller bases, um, and a new type of stem borer attacked it. And they cut the base of the plant, and they cohabited, about five or six of them lived in there, and they chewed around the base. They didn't feed on the phloem transport, and so they weakened the whole plant. And eventually, this plant would just fall down. So the whole thing would collapse in chaos. So there were two problems. If you could prevent that happening, it didn't have the extra yield potential at all, and it was vulnerable um, to these, to these, uh, these uh, stem borers of a different sort to the, to the indica, which meant that this was not the plan type for the
0: future right. So John had identified the problem. Now he needed the aperture, an entirely new way to approach the problem.
1: I then stepped back and said, you know, what's the problem? Why can't we push yields up? You know, what, what's limiting us? Where, where is the limitation coming from? And after a while, I decided that it was what they call a source limitation. There wasn't enough assimilate being captured through photosynthesis to build this extra yield. Now, prior to that, there'd been a belief that it was sink limited, okay, that there weren't enough spikelets to be filled. and that. The plant could capture as much carbohydrate through photosynthesis as, as, as was required. In my experiments I showed that wasn't true, that, um, that, that both the new plant type and the indica produced somewhere in the region of a hundred and fifty thousand juvenile spikelets, and they both were only filling about forty thousand of, of them. So it, you know, that wasn't the issue. The issue was neither one of them was able to capture more photosynthesis. You we weren't photosynthesizing um, at a high enough rate to build you know, more structures and fill the available sites. Now, I knew that C4 photosynthesis was more efficient than C3 photosynthesis and that rice was a C3 um, by nature. Um, and I then wondered would it be possible to install or encourage. The c4 syndrome into rice
0: but there's one thing carl sagan forgot to mention about science as self correcting and that is it takes both leadership and well cash some time passed
1: director generals passed and bob arrived he also inherited some money there are two things i can spend it on Climate change, which I'm really keen on, I know climate change is a winner. If I invest in climate change, all the donors will follow me in. You know, this is going to be a successful strategy, an important problem. And then there's this funny thing called C4, you know, is it, is it viable? Is it, you know, would it work um, or would it be a disaster? Um, so um, I, I was asked to write to influential scientists throughout the world uh, to canvas opinion. So we did this and the opinion came back and said, yeah, we think it's possible, you know, it could be done. You can't do it overnight, but it could be done. So then we convened another meeting uh, and had a discussion about how would we do it? How would we make um, a C4 plan? What are the options? Um, um, And at the end of that, we we wrote a book and um, the Gates Foundation had decided that it was going to invest some of its money in strategic research. I mean, the Gates Foundation were wonderful, they were very generous, gave us 20 million dollars. We managed to build an international consortium of scientists who were interested in this. The wonderful thing about the Gates Foundation is that it will fund an international group of scientists across national boundaries, binds them all together in a team to solve the problem. You know, national um, uh, science foundations don't do that, they fund their own scientists. So, so Gates is very liberating in, in, in that particular, in that particular uh,
0: way. And here's what I enjoy about John Sheehe and his logical approach. It's honest. In those early years of C4 rice research at Erie, he knew he had to clearly identify the hurdles in front of him. For me, I used to
1: think, well, we're sequencing the genome now. Rice, the rice genome has been sequenced. The genome of sorghum, the C4 plant, has, you know, has been sequenced as well. Surely. Once these genomes have been sequenced, we can compare them and start to look at the differences. And when we identify those differences, we can ask the question, are these differences the ones that account for the C4 syndrome? Another idea I had was, if we take sorghum, which has been sequenced, and we mutate it, we can drive it back to its original C3 state. So the, the evolutionary idea was that you know all plants were C3, and then 20 million years ago, C4 evolved under low CO2 conditions as an add-on. So, if it had happened lots of times and it was an add-on, we should be able to take something like sorghum, mutate it, and drive the C4 bit, knock the C4 bit out, if you like, and reveal the underlying C3 syndrome. And in those plants that reverted to C3 status, yeah, we should be able to get those plants, sequence them, compare them to the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the normal wild-type sorghum genome and see which bits we'd mutate, uh, mutated. So, you know, this process would gradually reveal um, what, what had driven the change from C3 to C4. Um, now, at the time, when, again, when we were starting off, sequencing was expensive, you could sequence, I think, seven plants for about three million dollars. Well, there was no way we were going to get three million dollars to do seven plants. Somebody's going to give us that money. But, of course, i had been reading about the thousand dollar genome, and I knew that the health industry in the United States was really going for sequencing in a big way and, and making the whole process much cheaper so that by the time we went down the road a bit in our experiments, we'd be able to take advantage of those cheap technologies and sequence our mutants, sequence our C4s and C3s, and get on the road to uh, gene discovery. Okay, that was, So that was how I was viewing it.
0: John Sheehy, although he retired from Erie in 2009, still consults with the C4 project, still looks for that aperture toward a solution, and is still motivated by the challenge of increasing food production by 50% over the next 40 years.
1: Money is essential to solve these kinds of problems and I I have a feeling that if we do hit major food production starvation kind of issues then much more money will flow into this kind of research and our progress will be accelerated. But the other fascinating thing is that if you manage to crack the C4 problem the returns are hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars and it occurs of course on an annual basis. So the benefits are massive, you know, absolutely massive.
0: For his work in agricultural science and development, Dr. John Sheehy was awarded the Order of the British Empire in 2012. This interview was conducted in March of 2013. For Erie Radio, I'm Michael Joyce.